Hi, this is Mike Young with Noble Warriors, and I want to welcome you all to the Noble Man podcast. This is episode number 26. My guest is Steve Etner, and our title for today is The Noble Man Has a Renewed Mind. Now, you're going to learn that there's a very intentional purpose for this title here because you're going to hear, uh, as part of Steve's story, how a particular scripture played a role in his journey. So um, uh, let me just go ahead and welcome to the podcast today, Steve Etner. He's um, in Indiana and uh, has joined us today by Zoom. So Steve, welcome to the show. Mike, it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you, my friend. It is so much fun. Listen, we go back a few years, maybe five years when we met, when this book first came out. Is that is that it? Actually, the book came out 10 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Well, time has passed quicker than I had uh, yeah. had thought. So, yeah. well, some of you, will, our listeners will recognize this name because Steve has been a uh, perennial speaker, uh, workshop presenter at our conferences in the in the purity realm. He's uh, got a personal story to tell, and God has been so faithful to him and his wife to, to walk him through uh, an incredibly painful but powerful journey and now God's using that experience and uh, Steve has been obedient to to um, engage ministry here so Steve start off by just telling us where you are in life I, I know you're married you've got some kids some grandkids so tell us tell us that whole story first sure sure um, just uh, just celebrated my 60th birthday um, so I'm I'm Happy now officially in the gray hair club there you go uh, <laughs> Um, Heather and I uh, recently celebrated our 39th anniversary, and uh, we have four kids, uh, two boys, two girls, uh, all grown, and uh, 10, 10 grandchildren. Wow. Um, seven of which come from one of one family. So <laughs> um, we, we love having our, our, our grandkids nearby and um, love spending time with them and investing, uh, pouring into their hearts and lives and just watching them grow. Uh, not just physically and emotionally, but spiritually as well. It's cool. It's that's, it's fun being this age. That's awesome. Now, I, I, you know, some of these guests, I've had the privilege of being in their homes and walking with them. And so I've been in Steve's home and met those grandchildren. I think, isn't there a set of twins that ha were pretty young when I was there one time and, and got yep. to see them? Yeah, yep, they're, they're about to celebrate their fourth birthday. Oh, my goodness. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Well, uh, lots of activity with that many kids around. So I know it keeps you guys busy and excited. Well, one of the things I love to say, and for those of you who have grandkids, uh, you might appreciate this, that I've, I've learned as a grandfather that there are two very important lights in my life. It's called the headlights and the taillights. <laughs> love to see them come. Love to see him go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's priceless. Well, listen, if, if you guys use that out there, just make sure you give Steve Etner credit for it. So uh, <laughs> that's very fun. Well, Steve, I, you know, part of what is amazing to me is how God has taken you through. I mean, you were a pastor and, and, and right. went through a very difficult season and you've been so candid and clear with that story. God has used it. As a matter of fact, God hasn't only used it. He's multiplied that story with some of the updates that you were just giving me. So start back to um, the early days and you how things turned in an odd direction for you and, and just tell the story of God's role in this whole thing. Sure. Um, the, the challenge for me right now is to take a five-hour story and capsulize it in five minutes. Sure. Uh, but, but the bottom line is um, uh, at uh, 
at the age of five, uh, I discovered masturbation and um, didn't understand, obviously, at that age what was going on, but um, was uh, understood it was not a good thing. It was something to hide. And so uh, I kept it hidden. Um, When I was uh, 14, I discovered my first Playboy magazine. When you couple that together with masturbation, um, it became a very powerful, addictive uh, element in my life. Um, and, hey, I'm going to uh, stop you from yeah. time to time. Let me ask you a question. How? Sure. Where did you find that that Playboy magazine? Because we did a survey, and it was amazing about guys' first exposure to pornography. So how did that first exposure take place? Um, in a very capsulized version of the story, um, I was helping a friend out uh, one summer uh, with his newspaper route. He was going to go on a two-week vacation. And so he was showing me the route, and he just said, hey, if, if you ever get to this particular house and the garage door is up, yeah. Make sure you deliver the paper in the garage and look to the left. And uh, so the first day that uh, I was covering for him, garage door was up. The guy was uh, was gone, apparently. I went into the garage and against the, the left wall was stacks and stacks of Playboy magazines. And, and here's the thing, Mike, for the next two weeks, every single day that I was delivering the paper, the garage door was up. And uh, so I I was bombarded uh, with and, and willingly so. Sure. But, uh, um, I, 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 it, it was bad. <laughs> Do you remember the sensation? It, it, you're drawn to it, but you know, it's wrong. Uh, um, yes. you know, it's, it's forbidden fruit, but it's so sweet. And, and it, I, at that time I didn't understand why it was wrong because yeah. it was so sweet because, yeah. because it was so good. Why is something like, like this? So, so bad for you. Yeah. And then, you, like you said, you couple that with the masturbation and you've got, uh, you've got a toxic, uh, cocktail here. So correct. I, I'm correct. sorry to interrupt you, but that's oh. uh, those stories are so similar of guys often stumbling onto something quite innocently, and then it becomes captivating and controlling in their lives. And, and the the dangerous thing, Mike, and I know that your listeners are, are most of them probably are aware of this, but um, uh, there's uh, there's statistics that are out right now that have said that the that as early as eight years old, yeah, uh, kids are getting exposed to this stuff, right. Um, it's powerful. Yeah. So so anyway, um, as as I got into my high school years and I got my driver's license, I'm now driving to the local drugstore on a regular basis, buying the latest uh, Playboy magazine and, and keeping my own stash. Um, got to college, uh, met a gal on campus that had been sexually active in high school, so she introduced me to the real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I am I am hooked. Yeah. Uh, big time and. Um, so uh, when she left campus, I was on the hunt to try and find another gal who would uh, allow me the honor and privilege of having sex with her. And um, uh, that became my pursuit. Um, by the time I met my wife, I was, uh, I was deeply entrenched and she knew nothing about it. Yeah. Um, we, we had a very serious struggle uh, with a physical relationship um, prior to marriage. And I was convinced that getting married would solve it. Uh, you know, marriage would make the problem go away because now I could get get it anytime I wanted to. We've heard that before. Um, that is not the case. Yep. Uh, that is a lie from the pit of hell. And um, within two weeks of our marriage, I'm back into looking at porn and masturbating to it and um, keeping it hidden from yep. my wife. Um, fast forward a little bit, uh, God opened some doors for me at the age of 23 to become the senior pastor of a, of a tiny, 
23 years old. Wow. Um, we had our, our firstborn son, just a little little baby in arms, and um, we moved to the foot of the Catskill Mountains in New York, and wow. I became a senior pastor. Uh, we were there for six years. God blessed that ministry in spite of my sin. Um, the church grew. Uh, we had a lot of great opportunities to minister. Uh, but right around that time is when VHS came out. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started going to the next town over where there was a video store to, uh, you know, rent Disney movies and that type of stuff. And I discovered there's a curtained section. Yeah. And uh, one time I went uh, to pick up a Disney movie by myself without Heather with me, decided I'd check out the curtain section. And lo and behold, it was all X-rated movies. Wow. And so I started diving in, uh, watching X-rated movies uh, while my wife was away at ladies Bible studies and that type of thing. Uh, my kids upstairs in the bedroom fast asleep and I'm down in the living room watching porn and, and masturbating to it while my wife's away. They could have walked down on me at any moment. Yeah. Um, but I was so entrenched, I didn't care. Yeah, there's a part of this that, that Satan makes us brazen, uh, and and we take risks that otherwise you would say, no, I would never do that. But uh, we get lured into a trap. Yeah, yeah. So um, as it is with with pornography in particular, um, you know, with one of the things that I've learned that as I coach guys, we talk about is with alcohol or um, let's say heroin, for example, the, the deeper you get into the addiction, the more of the alcohol or the more of the, the heroin that you need to get the same level of high. Right. That's not the case with porn. It's not that I need more. It's that I need different. Yeah. And, and so I, I got to that point where porn just wasn't enough for me. And so as a pastor, I've discovered, Hey, I've got women coming to me for counseling. And, um, I, 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 I hate to admit this, but it's reality. Um, I started looking for opportunities to get physically involved with the women I was counseling. Um, Had a woman come to me going through a really nasty divorce. Uh, We did a lot of counseling, just she and I alone, one-on-one. And if there's any pastors listening, pastors do not ever, ever, ever counsel a woman alone. Um, It's a dangerous situation. But um, one thing led to another, and um, we started having an affair together. Um, I felt immense guilt and shame, confessed it to my wife. Um, we went up north to a, um, a northern part of the state to a pastor who I knew was counselor, walked into his office, sat down, and um, uh, he did not know me personally, but he knew I was a pastor, told him what had happened, and for the next hour, he lit into me. He, he ripped me up one side and down the other. He lambasted me and told me what an absolutely horrible person I was. Mike, I knew that. Yeah. That that's why we were there to get the help. In fact, it got so bad that my dear sweet wife, who had just found out that her husband had a porn addiction that she knew nothing about, just found out her husband had an affair with one of the women of the church, had her heart ripped out of her chest, torn to shreds, spat upon, stomped on. My dear sweet wife stood up in that pastor's office, put her hands on the pastor's desk, leaned forward, and began to yell at him, defending me. Mm. That that's that should never have happened. No. So we left that pastor's office saying we're not coming back. So uh, you guys had been married how long at this point? Was this at the end of your tenure at this church? So you? No, um, we were still actively involved in in that church um, for a couple of years after that. Um, the uh, the first uh, first affair that I I had um, was in my late twenties. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, we, we walked away from that pastor's office saying he doesn't understand. He can't help us. We're on our own. we got to fix this on our own. And I promised Heather, I know what went wrong. Um, it's never going to happen again. I'm going to fix this. She heard me say, don't worry, sweetheart. I'm, I'm going to deal with this sin. What I was actually saying was, I know why I got caught. I'm yeah. never going to get caught again. Um, you know, Numbers 32, 23 says, be sure your sin will find you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to hide it um, and, and successfully for a while, uh, or so I thought. But that sin has ramifications in every aspect of your life. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was a very miserable man. I was a very angry man. Um, and, and, and so um, so the I church continued. never found out. The church never found out. Um, they obviously they, they know now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but at that time, they didn't find out. In fact, I continued to preach in that church with my wife and my kids sitting on one side of the auditorium and the gal that I had had the affair with sitting on the other side. Um, I was a, I was a miserable, miserable man um, because I was under the conviction yeah. of the Holy yeah. Spirit and I was fighting it. Uh, so my my solution was to move my family to another state, to another church and uh, take up a new pastorate. Uh, so we moved to the state of Michigan where I became the senior pastor of a small church there, um, continued my porn addiction, continued to try and counsel women alone. Um, uh, thankfully I did not have an affair while I was there. Um, but, um, during that time frame, God was, was just heaping conviction upon me, um, moving in my life in ways, um, I was, I was in the hospital more times than I wasn't because of wow. various issues in my life. Um, God just trying to get a hold of my attention. Sure. Uh, we were, we were there at that church for about four years. Um, I, again, God's pursuing me just like he did with Jonah. And um, I'm getting swallowed up by this beast. And I thought the solution was to step out of the senior pastor and become an assistant pastor. So uh, we moved once again, moved to Indiana, where I became a youth pastor of a local church. And uh, my responsibilities was college age or from the cradle through college age. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a college age gal come to me, and I'm uh, now in my early 30s, um, come to me for counseling. And uh, one thing led to another, and we ended up ha- engaging in sexual uh, activity together. Um, she confessed it to the pastor. Um, I am now caught and um, finally yeah. um, uh, dismissed from the ministry. So I said to this, I called this gal, and I said, uh, you know, I've been kicked out of the ministry. Uh, my marriage is over. My, my career is over. Um, I'm going to commit suicide. Do you want to join me? Uh, so she, she uh, agreed. I picked her up. We uh, went to the bank. I left. I, I raided our bank account, left Heather and my, my four young kids with absolutely no money whatsoever, maxed out the credit card. So I put my, I put my wife into major debt. And uh, this gal and I took off, and the plan was to party it up until the money was gone, and then we we're going to commit suicide together. But, Mike, I love the words in Scripture that say, but God. Mm-hmm. But God in his grace, but God in his mercy, but God in his never-ending, unfailing love and kindness and forgiveness um, held on to Heather and I, and he didn't let go. And um, he brought brought us back. Um, there's another whole story there we just don't have the time to go sure, into. Sure, but, um, sure. Um, Heather, uh, forgave, 
she's st stuck by my side. Um, we sought another counselor. Um, this counselor was a, a professional. We had to put money on the table every time we went to see him. Had Christian in the name, so I thought, man, we're going to get some good counsel. Um, but it's it's what I call mushy gushy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about your past. Let's talk about your feelings. Let's talk about mommy and daddy. Um, the Bible was never opened. God was never brought into it. Um, and so once again, uh, we walked away saying we're not coming back. Um, he doesn't understand. He can't help us. We're on our own. We've got to fix it on our own. And once again, I promised Heather, I'm, I'm going to fix it. I, I've got this. She heard one thing. I was saying something totally different. Um, numbers 32, 23 is just as true today as the day it was inspired. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure your sin will find you out. And uh, I, I dove back into it again, started having online sex uh, in chat rooms, uh, started going to strip clubs, um, practiced voyeurism. Um, I was going off the deep end. I was looking at forms of pornography that no one has any business looking at, let alone participating in. So what were you doing work-wise at this time? At that point in time, um, I was uh, job hopping. I was going from one job to another, to another, to another. Um, gotcha. Heather had to get us a job. She she was our breadwinner. Yeah. Um, and um, that, that breaks my heart to say that because she shouldn't have had to been there. She shouldn't have had to do that. There was a price that my sin affected the entire family. Um, so uh, we started attending a, another church. Um, that church had an assistant pastor who was a, a counselor. So we started going to him. And uh, Mike, I wish I could tell you I'm exaggerating, but... Um, as we sat in his office, um, he would point his finger at Heather and say it was all her fault. Mm. That if she had only performed properly, if she only met my needs, none of this would have happened. Um, and, and you need to understand in the in the mindset that I was in at that point in time, I loved that counsel. Yeah, but those are uh, more lies from Satan, aren't they? It, it was bad counsel, and yeah. it was it was destroying my wife. Yeah. But God's timing is always perfect, always perfect. And right at that point in time, as we're leaving now, hit this counselor saying, we're not coming back. Um, he doesn't understand, you know, we're on our own. We got to fix it on our own. I'm, I'm at the mindset of, I can't fix this. That this, this, I, I'm stuck in this. There's, yeah. there's nothing I can do to fix this. And so we're just going to have to suffer for the rest of our lives. Well, right then God brought a guy into my life by the name of Roger. And um, Roger's not a pastor. He's not a professional counselor. He's just a guy who loves God. Yeah. And um, he knew my story. And uh, we sat down and Mike, he did not rip me up one side and down the other. He didn't hand me a bunch of mushy, gushy stuff. He didn't point a finger and tell me whose fault it was. He just began to open up the word of God. Hmm. And he showed me, uh, uh, <laughs> he showed me the, the God of the scriptures. Yeah. Who was a God I never knew. Yeah. And you had pastored. Isn't it amazing yeah. we can be in the church and not know? I God. had my Bible. I had my Bible open every day of the week. Yeah. Preparing the next message, preparing the next Sunday school lesson, the next Bible study, counseling. But it was all always for the next message, the next good point. Never for me to grow in my walk with God and to understand who my heavenly father is. And Roger, God used him in a very powerful way. And for the next 12 months, he and I met for an hour a week for 52 weeks straight. And he just took me into the word of God and, and taught me that the, the issue. And, that, and this is the message that we proclaim now to men. Every, every opportunity I get, 
the problem isn't porn. It's mm. not lust. It's not masturbation. It's not drugs or alcohol or food or anger. Those are the byproducts. The actual problem is a worship disorder. Who's mm. sitting on the throne of your heart? Mm-hmm. I do what I do because in my heart, I want what I want. And there's a lot of great programs, a lot of great books, a lot of great studies out there that focus on behavioral change. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is you cannot change your behavior until you first change your heart. And and uh, get, God used Roger to teach me that. And so, like I said in the first part of the, the podcast here, Heather and I just celebrate our 39th anniversary. That's miraculous that she has it stayed is. with you. Yep, it's powerful. Um, she she's not Wonder Woman. She's not Supergirl. Yeah, she's got yeah. her own issues, but um, God had God had a purpose in, in in allowing us to go through what we did so that we could have the ministry that He has right. blessed us with today. Right. Huge. Wow. So I. I you know, a couple of things here uh, that I I was going to stop, and, and I said, well, I'm just going to let you go on. You, you mentioned uh, pastors and counseling and how it was such a bad idea for you as a pastor to counsel someone by yourself. Right. Um, that's a bad idea, even if you're not a pastor, to, Correct. to expose yourself to that type of temptation um, with another woman. And so, my goodness, the guarding that we need to do of our lives and our hearts and our eyes in that whole process, I just, that caught my attention. It's not just pastors that need to be careful there. And so, um, so that's something. Um, now, I know another piece of this is how did you move from your time with Roger? At what point did you stabilize and um, you're starting to function well again, and things are getting better, maybe making progress at home. And then the, you came to this this point of God using your story. And, and I ask that not everyone is who's been through this is going to write a book and speak at conferences and everything. But, right. but one of the core issues is if God has brought you through a situation like that or any other, he wants to use it for his glory. And exactly. so how do you become humble and empty and obedient the way Christ modeled for us? We read Paul talking about that in Philippians 2. How do you become obedient to him using your life to help others um, in some way? You, you've just asked such a huge question that um, it's it's powerful, Mike, because the, the, the key, the, the core issue is, is your heart. Yeah. Um, that, that's the thing that Roger just, just helped me to understand was I, I need to understand and address my heart. Um, Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 27, 19 says, just like water reflects the face. So your life is reflecting your heart. Um, Proverbs, uh, 423 above all else, guard your heart for out of it spring the issues of life. And um, the answer to your question, I'd love to be able to tell you that, that after 12 months of, of meeting with Roger, there was a switch that flipped and everything was, was better. Um, it wasn't. Um, it, it was a long, hard process. Yeah. The bottom line is the temptation hasn't gone away. I still struggle with the temptation. No way. You're not still tempted today. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing that facetiously because yeah, I know. 
you, you know, there are guys that are thinking, hey, I, th- there will be a day when this is no longer an issue. Well, to stop thinking that. Um, it, it, I've talked to guys who are very old who say the temptation is still there. And yep. the, the condition of the heart is uh, you've got a constant battle there. That, that's why um, in, in First Peter, we are challenged to, to prepare our minds for action. Yeah. The, every day is, a, is going to be a moment of temptation. You're going to face it and at some level. It doesn't have to be sexual temptation. Sure. Um, and again, as I said, the issue isn't lust or porn or masturbation. It's my heart. And, and the enemy is going to attack my heart through temptation in, in many various ways. Um, but so, so coming back to your question, um, it was a long process yeah. for Heather and I, uh, there was a long period of time where, um, I, I thought I was changing. I, I thought I was doing better and I would point it out to Heather. And, uh, the moment I was pointing it out to her, she was pointing out to me, no, you haven't changed. Yeah. You're still about yourself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it's really what I've learned is it's a matter of um, Psalm 119, verse 11, hiding God's word in my heart yeah. so that I will not sin against him. And uh, Galatians 5, 16, walking by the spirit, because when I walk by the spirit, I will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what you, your question was, what, uh, in part, what led me to where we're at today? Yeah. Um, about uh, 12 years ago, um, one of my accountability partners, one of the pastors of our church, um, had been tracking my growth spiritually, was, was um, following, you know, Roger was reporting to him. And so everything was, was, was falling into place. And, and uh, his name is Dave. And, and Dave approached me and said, hey, Steve, um, at church on Wednesday nights, they did what they call Bible electives. They would offer a half dozen to a dozen different Bible courses that people in church could take on Wednesday nights for a 12-week time frame. And he said, you know, God's done so much in your heart and so much in your life. And you've got such a story to tell. Uh, I'd like you to teach a a 12-week class Mm -hmm. um, on what you've learned. But he said, I don't want you to teach it on porn. I want you to teach it on your heart. What what has God taught you you about your heart? So I taught this 12-week class. And as I'm teaching, 40, 50 people sitting in the class. And I had a couple of guys come up to me multiple times. Dude, have you written this out? Yeah. This is powerful stuff. It's like, no, well, you need to make this into a book. Like, no, that's okay. <laughs> Thanks anyway. Um, at the end of the 12 weeks, there's a four-week break before the next set of 12 weeks. And in that time frame, Dave's coming up to me saying, hey, we got people asking you to teach this again. Would you mind teaching it again? So I taught for another 12 weeks. And um, I had guys coming up to me. Have, it, it, can I get this? How, yeah. do, how do I get a hold of this material? Uh, it's not available. You know, it's just the handouts that I have for you. Well, you got to make this into a book again, to shorten a long story. Um, I, I taught that class seven times in a row, seven times in a row. People were asking for that class to be taught seven times in a row. I had people coming up to me saying, you got to write this. So I, I already had the material, right? So, um, God orchestrated, a, I, I, I met a publisher, um, who was just starting out in the publishing industry. Um, we got the book published. My brother-in-law, who lives in Richmond, Virginia, got a hold of a copy of the book. He hands it to some guy named Mike Young that uh, I had yeah. no clue who this guy was. Yeah. 
and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> well, it's funny. I remember when uh, when Sean came to the office and sat down and told me about this and and left a copy of the book with me. And uh, so that's that's amazing. Um, wow. Well, so l- let me ask you this question. So you keep talking about the heart. It's yes. a heart issue. It's a worship issue. Um, what is your heart pursuing? But then the title of the book, and I've got it here in my hand, is The Extreme Mind Makeover. Yep. So help me understand how we get from the mind makeover to the heart issue. Sure. Um, that really resides in Proverbs 4.23 that I quoted a few moments ago. Yeah. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it spring the issues of life. There's, there's really three key things in that verse that uh, I want to point out that is are pointed out in that book. And the first is, he says, above all else, that the, the most important thing, there's nothing more important than guarding your heart. And this is coming from the mouth of God. Yeah. Uh, you know, the inspired scriptures are, are telling us the most important thing is to guard your heart. Well, the word heart in that verse in the Hebrew is the word labe, which refers to the place where thinking and decision-making occurs. In other words, my mind. Hmm. So the verse is saying the most important thing is to guard my mind. Because out of my mind spring the issues of life. What I think becomes what I do. And when, when, uh, a a little confession here, when when I was first trying to figure out the title of the book, there was a TV show that was on called Extreme Home Makeover. And um, I loved watching that show and watching how Instead of just kind of renovating a room, they would tear the whole house down and rebuild a whole brand new. And I'm thinking, man, that's what we need to do. We need to tear down our old way of thinking. How do I please me? I need to put in a new way of thinking. How do I please God? Yeah. So extreme mind makeover. Now, I think of um, Romans 12, too. Exactly. Uh, renewing your mind and so there's there's a piece of that that plays into this equation as well i think is this this whole renewing of our minds now so talk about how you have wrestled with scripture the whole um the value of memorizing scripture and how that helps you when you're taking every thought captive you got to replace it with something else i'm i'm tossing you some softballs here and and then what do you do beyond that? Because you've got to have more than scripture. So um, give, give me some more insights there. Sure. Um, well, the foundation of, of what our ministry is all about is two, twofold. One, being in God's word every single day mm-hmm. without fail. And number two, hiding God's word in your heart. And that really comes from what Roger taught me. Um, you see, what, what Roger did with me and what I do with the guys that I coach each week he would give me a homework assignment. I would, ha- I would go home with a passage of Scripture that I would have to read every single day for an entire week, the same passage every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was nuts. <clears throat> I, I now realize the value of that. Um, but I would, I would be in the Word of God with a passage of Scripture, studying that passage of Scripture with a notepad next to me, and my homework assignment was to write out any verse or verses that, that popped out to me that day and then in a couple of sentences, why did that pop out to me? What, what, was, what was going on in my head? It was teaching me to look at the scriptures, to study the yeah. scriptures and understand what was God telling me. Right. And, and so um, 
I, I would do that. And then Roger would sit down with me and say, okay, let's go over your notes. And, and he would say, okay, what one or two verses popped out to you multiple times? And so let's uh, say, for example, Psalm 25, verses one and two, unto you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul? Oh my God, I trust in you. Hmm. Um, and that just popped out me again and again and again. And so Roger would say, okay, let's park on that. What's God trying to tell you? And, and I, he, Roger helped me discover that one of my issues was trust. Wow. I had a hard time trusting in God. And that verse kept jumping out to me because I needed to learn to trust in God. I wouldn't have known that had I not been studying the word of God that way. Then he would give me a verse of scripture that I would have to memorize so that I had the, 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 the sword of the spirit, the dagger-like precision of God's word to use when in a moment of temptation. Yeah. Um, one of the things I love to, when I'm speaking at conferences and retreats, I, I'll often use this illustration. I call it the Walmart scenario because um, there's Walmarts everywhere. Sure. Um, but I, I walk into Walmart and uh, get the items that I want to purchase and go up to the conveyor belt, set it on the conveyor belt, go over to the credit card machine. The gal behind the register tells me the total. I reach for my wallet, pull out my credit card. She bends over to grab a bag to put my stuff into hit the pause button. You know where I'm about to go with that. Sure. Yeah. Her top falls open. I've got the enemy whispering in my ear. Go ahead. Take a look. Come on. You know, you want to, um, who's it going to hurt? It's not like you're hopping in bed with her. I've got all these arguments right. going on inside my head. The moment those arguments start going inside my head, I've got scripture verses like crazy that are popping. Um, second Corinthians 10, five, demolish the arguments and the lofty opinions and take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Psalm 119, 37, turn your eyes away from looking at worthless things. Wow. Um, the, 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 you know, sure, they're, I got to pop in a rush if I take a look down her top, but those are worthless things. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to help me in my walk with, with, with God. Job 31, 1, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a wound. Proverbs 6, 25, do not lust in your heart after her beauty. Romans 13, 14, don't even think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. These are all verses that, that Roger had me memorize that I'm having, as I coach guys, I'm having them memorized so that in that moment, you've got a you bullet in a your gun. Yeah. Uh, but the whole key functions off of uh, Genesis 4, 7. If you do what is right, you'll be blessed. Right. If you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Yeah. It wants to devour you, but you must master. Must well, how master. do I do that? through the scriptures. Um, I apologize, Mike. I'm kind of dominating your podcast. Oh, here. no. Hey, this is what <laughs> we're doing here. I'm loving it. So, it, I mean, your your command of scripture is, um, it, it makes me envious, uh, but you've invested time and energy yeah. in that. And as a result, you've seen it work for you. You've, you've got the tools in your toolbox. You've got the bullets in your gun to defeat Satan, or at least to have a response. And this is a, a response that Christ modeled for us because mm -hmm. when he was faced with temptation, he used the weapon of scripture. And so that's exactly what we should be doing. Um, so uh, the Romans 12, two verse, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how long has it taken you to renew your mind, because there probably was a day when you wouldn't have had a thought of, I need to look away. But now mm -hmm. you're, you have a different set of behaviors, a different strategy, different priorities. So this process of renewing your mind, how, how does it happen? How long does it take? What's, what's the process there? 
it, it's going to be different for every guy. Yeah. Um, but, but here's the thing I, I, I want, I want to address the guys that are listening. Um, do, do not hide behind the excuse. I can't memorize scripture. Um, I, I used that excuse for a long period yeah. of time. Uh, in fact, when I speak at conferences um, and we're talking about scripture memory, I have the guys do a, a two-part exercise. Um, part number one, I count to three and I say, okay, on the count of three, I want all of you in the room to, to out loud say your phone number, area code and phone number. Ready? One, two, three. All the guys say their phone number. Yeah. All right. Anybody forget their phone number? No hands go up. Okay. Here, here's my, my second uh, task. I, I'm going to count to three. I want you to say your address, house number, street, city, state, and zip. Ready? One, two, three. And, and all the guys say their address. Anybody forget their address? No. Well, why not? Two very important reasons. One, familiarity. Yeah. They use it all the time. Number two, value. They, they know the value of, uh, they understand the value of knowing their phone number and knowing their address. Right. It's the same thing with scripture. Yeah. Um, Roger helped me to understand the power of the word of God is not in memorizing the word of God. It's in using the word of God. Wow. That's a great uh, thought. There's a hairline of difference there. Which it's one thing to know it. It's quite a different thing to put it into practice. Yep. And that's, that's the whole key in Galatians 5.16, that when I'm walking by the Spirit, I'm not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. Yeah. Well, walking by the Spirit refers to when he gives me that dagger, he's reminding me of the Scriptures. John, uh, um, John chapter 14, verse 26, the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things that God has said. As he brings that verse back to mind, it's my choice. Am I going to use it or am I not? Matthew 5, 28 is a very powerful verse where Jesus said, if you look on a woman with lustful intent, you've committed adultery with her already in her heart. Right. You know, that, that gal at Walmart, when she bends over, um, I can pretty much guarantee you that you're not going to slip your hand down her top and cop a field. Right. Uh, that, that's just not going to happen. It's, it's wrong. It's, it's, you're going to go to jail. But you're going to be tempted to look. And what Jesus is saying in the scriptures is, you look, you've touched. Yeah. You've touched with your eyes. You've touched with your mind. You've raped her because you've drawn sexual satisfaction from that touch. Um, and that's where you keep referring back to Romans 12, too. That's the heart of, the, of this book, Extreme Mind Makeover, that we're, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. But, Mike, I love that word transformed. Yeah. It, it's the Greek word metamorpho, mm -hmm. from which we get metamorphosis. It's a change that takes place from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, why I say it's a heart issue. Right. Not a, not a behavior issue. Wow. So a couple of things, and I may create a little trouble here, but man, I love at your conferences, at your table, or when you're at, at events, you will often have the little keychain with uh, the specific verses. So many of yep. the verses that Steve has mentioned here, and I've got, I've got them over here in our, our recording studio. Um, I just can't put my hand on it quickly, but um, it, it's uh, probably 20 passages to help you with some tools in your toolbox in these moments of temptation. Do you still have those available? Could they order them from I, I, your website? You, you can't get them from the website. And the reason is because it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. Okay. You have to come to a conference. <laughs> oh, well, that's easy. I, you're going to be in Illinois this well, by the time this gets posted, you'll, it'll be over, but, uh, but uh, that'd be great. But, well, because of that, though, you can go to my website and uh, or my I have an app, a free yeah. app as well. And and 
a ton of those verses are found on the website on the app as well. Awesome. Well, listen, so this started out with you teaching a class uh, on wrestling with the idols of your heart and dealing yep. with those things. You you taught it seven times in a row. Then that became a book, and the book uh, launched a speaking uh, kind of ministry, and now you've written more books, and now you, you've got an app, you've got an online coaching, you've got um, uh, coaching by phone or Zoom. So tell us, a, a, just give us a, a broad overview of the ministry that God has built out of this and how folks can get connected with you if they want to hear more or listen to more of your story. Sure. Um, well, the, the, the heart of our ministry is doing what Roger did with me. Yeah just sitting down with guys and doing one-on-one coaching. Um, there are support groups and I encourage guys get involved. If, if you've got to celebrate recovery or um, I, I forget now what Ted Roberts uh, conquer series yeah. uh, stuff, you know, that type of thing. If you've got a solid biblical group, get engaged in one for sure. Um, but sometimes guys need to just talk with somebody one-on-one. Yeah. They, they, need, they need to be able to know that I can chat. I can share with you what's what my struggles are. And I'm not going to get judged. I, I'm not going to get yelled at. I'm not going to have my wrist slapped. I'm going to talk with a guy who's been there. Yeah. And that that's what our ministry is about. So um, our primary focus is talking with guys one-on-one uh, for an hour a week. Um, I'll tell you what, Mike, I know you know a little bit of this because we've talked about this off, off the air, but um, uh, God has taken this ministry and he's expanded it globally. Yeah. Um, I, I just, uh, before our, our, con- our call here, um, I took a look at, at the, the countries that I've had the opportunity to minister in just this year. Yeah. Um, Ken- Kenya, Nigeria, Canada, Hong Kong, Australia, Afghanistan, the UK. And I just got a note from somebody from Addis Ababa. I uh, didn't even know such a place existed. Yeah. Um, but uh, because of technology, you've mentioned Zoom, uh, yeah. Skype, FaceTime, phone calls. Uh, we're able to sit down and coach guys through the process. Um, I, my website, thepuritycoach.com, is, is a huge resource. There's videos, there's podcasts, there's uh, recommended reading, there's free resources, scripture memory. Um, there's all kinds of stuff there. Um, there I, I mentioned a moment ago our free app. It's called uh, My Purity Coach. Um, it's available on all the, the smart devices. Um, again, podcasts, uh, videos, um, scripture memory. Uh, all kinds of things. We just recently started up uh, ChristianGrowthAcademy.com. Uh, ChristianGrowthAcademy.com is just an online resource where you can take some online courses yeah. uh, uh, on purity. Um, uh, we just recently opened up a satellite office in Canada. That's awesome. Uh, got, a, got a young man who has uh, gone through our program, and God is just moving in a mighty way in his life, and he wants to be a part of what, what we're doing. And so uh, he's volunteered his services, and um, he's he's now coaching some some people for us, and we're just super excited. And like you you mentioned, uh, you know, I've I've got extreme mind makeover, um, removing the eye from life, uh, overcoming temptation, pure man's devotional guide, yep. and uh, are you a superman? Five different books that we've written, working on book number six. I, I'm Mike, I am blown away at what God is doing, but I want to make sure that I give all the praise and honor mm. to God. It's him doing this. It's not, it's not me. Right. It's not him. Oh, it that's is awesome. all God. 
Well, listen, let's. our, our time is coming to a close, so I, I want to honor that. And let me get you to speak to the guy. He may not be a pastor. He's, uh, he, he's a guy who is wrestling with this issue of sexual sin, and he's, he's struggling. He's, he's carrying the guilt, the shame, but he's also drawn into this web over and over again in moments of weakness. Give that guy some encouragement and some direction and um, help him to know what to do right now. Okay. First thing, um, and you may have to edit this. <laughs> First thing is I, I want to give you my personal cell phone number. Um, because I want any guy and every guy to know if you need somebody to talk to, uh, I'm here. Yeah. Um, I, I'm willing to pray with you to, to share with you scripture. Um, you can reach me at five, seven, four, three, six, zero, one, one, four, one. And I realize I'm opening up a can of worms here. That's okay. That, that that's how important it is to me that, that the guys know that there's somebody here that you can talk to. Um, we may not be able to set up a time where we can coach together, but, uh, you know, I, I'll give you scripture verses to, 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 to be reading and studying and verses to memorize uh, some resources that I would recommend. Um, I know for a fact that the guys can reach out to you, Mike and Noble yep. Warrior. Uh, and uh, you've got a ton of resources uh, to be able to help guys plug into things. But the very first thing I would say is as you're, you're struggling with this, this temptation, this battle, the, 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 um, the, gr- the grief, the guilt, the shame um, is to second Corinthians 10, five, take captive those thoughts, make those thoughts obedient to Christ and begin to zero in on scripture. And I'd recommend Psalm 25, Psalm 27, Psalm 23, and Psalm 51 is the first four weeks of, of Bible reading. And just be in that daily Psalm 25, Psalm 27, Psalm 23 and Psalm 51. The Word of God is powerful as a two-edged sword, right? It's sharp as a two-edged sword. And uh, so we need to be using that to uh, to uh, help us in these terrible moments and these hard, hard times. Well, listen, thank you so much. Um, we're I'm going to leave that phone number in there. And uh, you may get calls from Midlothian. It wouldn't be the first time you've gotten calls from Midlothian, Virginia, I don't right. think. Uh, but... Steve, wow, what a fun conversation. Thank you so much for your journey. And thank you to Heather. I, we've had opportunity yeah. to eat dinner with Heather and hang out uh, with you as a couple and and ponder life. And uh, so I just thank God for her faithfulness in this. And, and yeah. so there are women I know who listen to this podcast. And um, some of you may be struggling to stand beside a husband who's wrestling with these things. You know, I would grab Steve's number and call him and figure out how to get in touch with Heather. Cause I think Heather would probably speak with them as well. Is that correct? Oh yes. She would be more than happy to um, guys. This is a, a, our savior came to earth, laid down the glory of heaven, took their place in that manger on a mission of redemption and reconciliation. And he completed the work that God gave him to do on that cross. But the ministry of redemption and reconciliation continues today. He is redeeming marriages. He's restoring men. He's rebuilding lives. He's redeeming people. And um, this is the work of Christ in our lives, in our times. And uh, so we want to give him glory for that. But guys, just remember, this is not something you can do on your own. The word of God is made flesh is Jesus Christ, and he is 
available to help you. Um, and so you just lean into that. We'll, we'll put some show notes together for you, links to Steve's website and uh, his app and other things. But guys, don't, don't just sit there and wish that you had do, done something. Take some action today take some action today. Lean into the Lord and the word on this. Well, I'm going to close now. And uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for The Noble Man Has a Renewed Mind. Join us next week for episode 27, The Noble Man Has Made a Covenant with His Eyes. We're going to hopefully talk with Sam Black of Covenant Eyes. And listen, our whole deal here is we're trying to give you exposure to ideas, resources, tools, people, stories, that can help you on this journey because we live in a time when uh, there is uh, just incredible temptation, but God has also given us valuable, valuable tools and help and resources and gifts. And uh, so we want to take advantage of those. So we will look forward to being with you next time, men. God bless you.